Welcome to Monahan's North Bay. Mike's unique take on everything and your way to get plugged into our community. Here's Mike Monahan. Hi, welcome to another week of Monahan's North Bay. We're going to continue our conversation with Chuck Pulch. He is a health inspector with the North Bay Perry Sound District Health Unit. It's amazing uh, the ground these people cover. We're moving into animals. We're moving uh, back into restaurants again. It's interesting conversation. I hope you're enjoying it as much as I do. Monahan's North Bay. It is brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home campaign. You can donate anytime. It's cancercareclosetohome.com. Chuck Pulse, let's get into animal bites. Any animal bites that uh, that that go to a hospital or doctor's office, bites, scratches, whatever, have to be reported to the health unit. And that's part of our rabies prevention program. And so what we'll do is we'll follow up with the animal owner if we can find the animal owner and um, and check on the animal's vaccination status, um, observe the animal for 10 days because rabies can only be passed on, basically if you've watched Old Yeller, uh, ba- rabies can only, only be passed on before the animal dies, a few days you know, before it dies. The, uh, the, the virus gets into the brain at that point and then it starts to get into the saliva and, right. and all the bodily fluids. So, and this is why you've been bitten the first time. The dog is mad. Yeah, and and we we're not really sure whether it's you know it's totally justified or whether it's you know a little bit off its game. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So what our procedures we keep the we keep the animal under observation for ten days, and it's not it's not a strict you know people think of you know that we're gonna take a dog away and you know put it in a cage. That's right. Uh, no, it's it's basically like house arrest for the dog. Yeah, or the cat or whatever. And, um, so, you know, you keep it under observation. It's, it's already been in contact with your family members, so we don't need to worry about keeping them away from it. Right. right? And, um, so, and at the end of 10 days, if it's still alive and healthy, we know there's absolutely no chance of, of any kind of rabies involvement. And, uh, we do get rabies in the area. I mean, we haven't had it in a domestic animal in a long time, but we've had, uh, Two cases, uh, one in Mattawa, one in Chisholm, uh, within the last five years, and uh, those were both bats, actually. So another reason why, if you get that, that I know they're they're dying off, but if you get that rare bat in your house, don't don't t- pick it up with your hands, right? Don't don't touch it if you can avoid it. Would they, uh, with rabies, bite? Without rabies, not bite bats? No, I think I think either way, if you're trying to handle them, they'd probably bite you, right? <laughs> but. Uh, but the, uh, the 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 best one I had was was the one out in Mattawa, where uh, somebody left their their boots out in a out in a you know outside mudroom that sort of thing, right. and uh, fellow put his boot on and and felt something biting his big toe, and it was a bat. It was a bat, and it was a rabid. <laughs> it was a rabid bat. bat. It came back positive for rabies, so he had to go through the uh, the, the series of vaccinations. When I was uh, uh, just a child and we talked about rabies, the vaccinations, the needle was always 12 inches long mm-hmm. and it was uh, 47 uh, needles. And, and into your stomach, into your... Into oh, your, is it true? I thought you were going to say it wasn't. It, no, it was. It used to be right into the, the peritoneum there, that, that space. Sweet there Marie. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've... We've we've, uh, we've come a long way. We have. We have. Now it's just in your arm and it's, and it's a little wee needle. So... Uh, I mean, there is a, there is a, what they call immunoglobulin, which when you first get bitten, you don't have any immunity yet. You don't, you know, it takes a while to develop that. Right. So they they do put in some at the site of the bite, 
which is sort of like antibody already. And, and so that can be, there's, there's a, could be quite a few needles for that one, but it's still not, you know, it's around the site of the bite, which could be, could be sensitive, especially if that bite happens to be in your face or, you know, or, yeah. in, or in your, your little finger, you know, putting two or three, two or three needles into one finger, it tends to swell it up a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah, no, but, absolutely. But, uh, do you have any happy parts to your job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought those were the happy parts. Uh, no, I mean, part of the happy part is that, that uh, yeah, I get to see a lot of dogs and cats and, and, uh, and a lot of happy owners when things work out well. So, um, you know, and it's, it's pretty rare that, that, that things don't work out well. Yeah. Something interesting you said that uh, uh, people may or may not be shocked at is, we need to complain. We need to complain more. I mean, you know, not bitching, moaning, whining, kind of complaining. But uh, if something is not right with with your meal, or if you've got an issue with uh, with a, an operator, um, talk to them. You know, they they're they're, they're people, and and they're they're you know, I think they they want to hear what their customers have to say, because so many times I think you know, and I'm sure you've had this experience too, where you've had a bad experience. You don't tell anybody, you just never go back. Right. And so, so people think that everything is okay because I haven't heard anything bad from, from any of my customers. So I, I, I encourage people. I mean, we have the same thing when we have complaints about, about neighbors, about, uh, 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 you know, about various things. And one of my first questions is usually, have you actually talked to them? Have, have, you, have you mentioned that you don't like the fact that their yard is full of dog poop or, or that they're piling up garbage here or whatever? And, you know, talk to them. And well, oftentimes, I mean, we go to do a complaint and, and you know, they, they're totally unaware that anybody is, is unhappy with what they're doing. So. Makes sense. It, uh, I, think, I think we need to, you know, I think people are, of course, people don't want conflict, right? But at the same time, it, it actually, I think, escalates the situation when, you know, when, you know, you Mike, you, you don't come and tell me that you're you're angry about something. You get somebody else to tell me. What about um, you suspect that you've had a bad meal at a restaurant, and everybody says it had the bad shrimp. Had mm-hmm. the you suspect you've had a bad meal yeah. at a restaurant? Um, so did you do anything? Should you call anyone? Yeah, absolutely. What, like, or yeah. Or, or, you, or do you feel like are you? Is there an interview on the phone and say, well, what are your symptoms? So we're okay. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go and knock on this guy's door. Yeah. Uh, you could have got the, the trots from anything or anybody. It's oh, not sure. really. Yeah. There, there's absolutely a, a sort of a triage process for that. And, and for sure. Yeah. Call the health unit and talk to somebody, somebody there and, uh, and we'll try and figure out for one thing. I mean, you know, a lot of what we do in terms of, of following up on foodborne illnesses is statistics. I mean, if we get one person who's sick, you know, out of a place that, that serves, you know, hundreds or thousands of people a day, one person is sick, we're probably not going to follow up on it. Right. If we get, you know, two or three people ate together and that was the only meal that they shared and they get sick, yeah, we're absolutely following up on it because that, that seems to really be that source. And oftentimes, if you have the seriousness of the sicknesses, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not calling anybody anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's that's part of the problem. Because you're pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, and people don't always want to talk about diarrhea and vomiting. Yeah. Know? And they really are shy about giving you samples. You know, if you give them, a, give them a, an empty bottle yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, say absolutely. poop into this, eh, most of the times we don't get it back. But, um, and so, 
you know, there is that that difficulty about it. But uh, and then so what what we'll do is we'll we'll interview all the people that we can find. So the easiest ones are usually things like we've had lots of things where it was a catered meal, a wedding or something like right. that. And yeah, great way to start your wedding, by the way, or great way to start your marriage. Um, and so, you know, you got 100, 200 people who attended. So we'll go through the guest list, call everybody up and say, okay, were you sick? Were you not? Uh, what did you eat? Um, and we, we try and take as, as detailed a food history as we can from And people. that would be a big investigation, right? Oh, it is. That's yeah. something yeah. You'd, you'd have to have several, like two, three, four people. You'd have a team. Oh, yeah. You'd have to have yeah. a team go out, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because as you're saying, like with that E. coli investigation, uh, it was about nine years ago, nine, ten years ago now. Um, yeah. That that took a lot of lot of effort and a lot of people to, to do all those. And we're doing you know, food histories for them back three, four days previous to, to everybody getting sick. And, and, and there it was, it was a no brainer in terms of reporting because that kind of E. coli, one of the symptoms is bloody diarrhea. So I think if you, if you had a lot of blood in your diarrhea, I think you'd be telling people about it. I think you'd be getting a little bit upset. And and so, but I mean, the other thing we have to remember too, is that, that not everybody gets hit the same way. It depends on, on your, you know, how, physically strong you are, you know, if you've got some kind of immunocompromised state in your body, um, or if you're really elderly, you know, their immune systems are starting to, to slow down a bit, or if you're really young, you know, those are the, those are the people who get hit really hard. I mean, something that you and I might, might, you know, uh, have, you know, a few days of, of loose stools and then, then it clears up, but for them it might be life-threatening. Right. I mean, you look at Walkerton, the, uh, you know, of all the people who got sick, um, most of them cleared up, but the ones who died were all elderly and the ones with all the permanent kidney damage, all little kids. Right. So, so the adults who had it, yeah, they might have some repercussions left over, but they're, they're generally okay. Yeah. But it's the kids and the elderly who really hit hard. A lot of information there and a lot to take in. And if this is just the first one you've listened to, there are two other about 10 minute podcasts with uh, Chuck as well. And they're, and they're very interesting. Chuck, thank you. Monahan's North Bay. It's brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home. You can donate today. CancerCareClosetoHome.com. This has been Monaghan's North Bay, and now you're plugged into our community. Subscribe now and listen to the next episode of Monaghan's North Bay with Mike Monaghan.